Hey everybody, this is Trey Wingo from ESPN, and you are listening to The Coffee House. I like mine caffeinated. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Coffee House. I'm your host, Coffee Jones. You're listening on iTunes and SoundCloud, presented by 23K Sports Media. Not this version, training apparel, and that down set ETH catering. I'm excited to come right back to you, because tomorrow... We, I can't believe we're in August already. I mean, the NFL's in training camp, and the Arena Bowl is is, is about to be here. Uh, we're going to be crowning some uh, pseudo-conference champions and figuring out who's going to play in the Arena Bowl this weekend, and, and it's here already. And they will be announcing the first and second team All-Arena selections for the 2019 season. And, of course, you know everybody's been waiting for this. This will be my number one show. Whenever I mention All-Arena, midseason, postseason, those type of debates, Everybody tunes in and listens, so I'm glad you're here. And while you're at it, make sure you go follow me on social media at AFL Coffee, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook page, all of that good stuff. Now, I hope you listened to my my, my, my Arvell to Realize podcast that I dropped earlier this evening um, because I'm serious about that. I feel like the man is grossly disrespected. I feel like the people that uh, that do disrespect him have been around him a little bit and seen him at some times where he was rather inconsistent. But to look at the league as a whole, and especially as we start to get into these uh, award predictions, and I'm going to mention what the players voted on, because I had a poll amongst the players themselves and talk about some of the names and the people that they picked collectively from who did respond. I offered it to everybody, said you couldn't vote for your own team or your teammates. Um and who they pick and who do they respect amongst their peers. And there was some interesting uh, uh, selections with that as well. But just looking at, you know, when I was talking about my Arvell Nelson uh, show, they're the number two seed. They scored more points than anybody except Albany this year, um, only behind Albany in the standings. I actually should have beat Albany. We won't get into that. Um, they had the worst scoring defense in the league. Like, I don't know if you knew that. With guys like Mario Norman and Obi's been out, but he's been back. And Commissioner Gordon, there's a lot of all arena talent that may show up from that defense. Um, they give up more points than than anybody in the league this year. I, I don't know if y'all know that. And yet, still number two, like, like Skip Bates calls, I'm gonna call him number two. Puts that team on his back week in and week out, and his back just wasn't strong enough this week against Philly. Now, he'll look better because, you know, he have to be better because you know the pride in him. That's just the RFL. If this was a closer game, I'd be, I I would really wish this game would have ended around anywhere from 10 to 21 points to where it's reachable. So Philly couldn't just sit back and play possum the whole game because you're going to see a different Arvell Nelson. And I don't want the critics to come at me when I watch him throw eight touchdowns and one pick and run for two. He may put up 10 touchdowns, but if the defense, like they – Obviously shown by the numbers, giving up more points than anybody in the league, 552 points. That's the most in the AFL allowed. With that being said, it's, it's going to be tough for them to have a 35, 36-point margin of victory in the Varsity Arena Bowl. So, I mean, I'll, I'll let that rest. You heard what I said on the last show. If not, go back and check it out. Now, let's talk this all-arena stuff, okay? Now, I'm going to just start with the awards that I'm predicting will be selected when they come out later this week. Now, All Arena is going to come out tomorrow and so forth and so on. If you see my Twitter, you'll see the, the date that everything is going to be released by the league each day. But I'm going to just start at the top uh, with the MVP. 
I predict Arvell Nelson will get some votes. I already know he did. It's not even a prediction anymore. I predicted predict that before. I've actually seen a couple ballots for people that actually voted after they were submitted. So I know he's got the votes. Will he win MVP? I do not believe so. I believe my prediction. Um, I'm trying to guess this right, like, I, like I'm picking a March Madness uh, bracket. Uh, I believe Tommy Grady would be the MVP. I believe Malachi Jones may get a vote. I'm not certain about that. I haven't asked about that. I think he deserves it. And if I personally had a vote, I would go off the wall and go with Malachi for what he means to that team. Uh, uh, he would be a dark horse sleeper for me. I know Arvell means more than anybody to their team right now, but Malachi means a lot for that team. They'd still be pretty good without him, but they are... <laughs> they can stomp anybody with him. They can lose to anybody too, but they can stomp anybody with him. So I believe Tommy Grady will be the MVP. When I polled the players, the players, majority of them felt the same way. Did hear a vote from Malachi as well. Arvell Nelson from a couple people. Obviously, you couldn't vote for your own teammates. So, that, so you know, the, the picks kind of get spread out. Now, for Offensive Player of the Year, there was kind of a selection between those three guys as well. Even Quentin Sims' name was mentioned among the players. Tommy Grady, Arvell Nelson, Malachi Jones. I honestly think... I think Arvell Nelson is going to get that. I think Tommy will get MVP, and I'm predicting that Arvell Nelson will be the Offensive Player of the Year. Now, on the defensive side... I think it's going to be a little bit tougher because you got two guys that bought out this year in numbers, really three, but one guy's success really didn't equate to anything. If there's a hands down team MVP vote other than Arvell Nelson, I think it goes to Varmasoni for what he's done in Columbus with that defense for, for how that guy has fought week in and week out. It's been amazing. They haven't let up. He hadn't let up. When other people went down with injury, the final few games of the season, he showed out. And I think he'll be rewarded for that, but not in the defensive player of the year votes. Uh, obviously, the reigning champ, Terrence Moore, had a fairly good season. But I think it's I think it's Joe Powell's to win. I think, I think Mr. Powell, obviously, I don't believe he belonged here. But I think from the season that he had, collectively as a defensive player and a lot of people look at you know the missed field goal return that's a defensive play as well he, he did a lot of things the forced fumbles you know he's only one interception behind uh, James Romain but the forced fumbles he forced five fumbles recovered to him himself those are turnovers that you're causing those are big type plays that's a lot in the mind of voters and people mentioned that to me the force fumbles as well and I had already thought of that in my head so I believe Powell should get that vote now on the other side the players did mention Romaine they mentioned a lot of guys I did hear a Joe Sykes mention quietly rookie of the year oh that's a big one my prediction for rookie of the year is going to be Mr. Guerra Fabian Guerra from Columbus now, people ask me who would I vote for. I would seem biased if I just said Antoine Grant. I could see people voting for Grant Russell. I know Grant Russell at least has some votes. I think if they uh, if they did offensive and defensive rookie of the year, you know, this kid up in Albany and this kid in Atlantic City that may get some nods for that. But they don't split it. They just do one rookie of the year. I think Aaron's going to get it over Grant. That's just what I believe. Now, amongst the players, 
it was about 60-40 the same way. Between Grant and Guerra, uh, they, the players thought Guerra was going to be the rookie of the year as well. Kicker of the year, kicker of the year, excuse me, uh, Mark Lewis was like 90% of the votes. Shout out to my guy up in Albany, but uh, Mark Lewis, they just, the onside kick, like stuff he's done, he's done it for so long, like he just gets a shoe, he gets that, that Tim Duncan right in, like just, he ain't gotta, he's just, he is who he is, uh, he, he's legendary, and so uh, I think everybody could pretty much, you know, understand that, if that how it comes down. Uh, wide receiver of the year. I thought about it, and I want reasons to look at at Sims with the numbers that he put up touchdown-wise, but Malachi is just so far. He's the only guy over 1,000 yards receiving this year. Did it again, um, 1,400 on pace to go for about 2,200. I mean, he was on pace, honestly speaking, if he plays out the rest of that game, he would have finished on pace to break the all-time record held by Rod Windsor. We're talking 2,372 yards. He was on pace to go 2,300 uh, if he plays a full game the final week of the season, who knows when he finishes out and that pace might go above that. But he was at 2,300, uh, which would be amazing. Uh, he would have hit it 22, he would have hit 2016 games when everybody talks about Tiger and his 2000. Um, so I think that's a shoe in. Obviously, Sims got some votes for that as well from the players. But Malachi is going to be the wide receiver of the year. DB of the year, I go the other way. Now, as much as Joe Powell's a defensive player, and he's made plays all over the field, and there were some years where, you know, kind of like Alvin Ray, just thinks up there at Jack, and people complaining because other Jacks had comparable interceptions, but Alvin Ray played a little bit of corner, and that kind of, you know, he's making plays, he's making plays. But as a pure cover guy, a DB, um, it, it seemed hands down, especially the players voted a lot, and it was about 50-50 depending on who I asked and the guys that responded couldn't vote for their own teammates. Joe Powell, James Romaine, I think they're going to split the vote. I think James Romaine's going to get it. I think we'll find a situation here just like uh, 2013 between Billy Eisenhart and Brennan Carvalho at the center and all arena who got lineman of the year and stuff like that. I think some matters may end up happening. I think they'll split the vote, and I'm going to vote James Romaine as my prediction at DB of the year. Make sure everybody's happy. Nobody feels snug. O-lineman of the year. Ooh, there's some good ones there. I I told my brother, Mo Ruffins, this week, uh, Albany obviously led the league in sacks allowed, offensive points, blah, 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 blah. It will most likely, I, I'll bet, uh, I don't even know what I'll bet, but I'd bet a lot it's going to be somebody from Albany. And just, so we're just trying to figure out who. And I felt like, you know, well, they say Mudge is kind of the best guy. Some people say he yelled at me for that. But Mudge did give up the two sacks from what I hear. And I feel like Mo Ruffins would be the guy. Usually if you're on the best team, the best line, least amount of sacks, and you play tight end and play every game, get a few touchdowns, I mean, that's that's kind of the Rich Wrangler recipe. And as good as Rich was and could block anybody in the league, I think Mo Ruffins can block anybody in the league. Hell, he ain't got to block the toughest guy in the league. And Sykes is on his own damn team. I thought he'd be a, a candidate for it, but they don't throw you the ball up there, Mo. And, and, and as much as this is going to hurt somebody who I know and respect, and he ain't gonna like it, I believe they're gonna vote Ryan Cave offensive lineman of the year. 
Say what you want. That that's my prediction. Now, as far as the players, yes, Mudge has been up there. I've heard Stacks Parker name mentioned amongst players. Mr. Bell down in Baltimore, somebody mentions your name. PK. I think Cave is gonna get it. Cave is pretty much across the board. I'll talk about the All Arena guys in a second. Cave's name is out there a lot. D lineman of the year. This is a tough one. And I was waiting to see what the stats show. Because the end of the Atlantic City games, if my understanding was correct, Daryl Cato Bishop caught Joe Sykes in the sack lead for the season. Now, the man had four and a half, four sacks to close out the final three weeks of the season. Three and a half of those came against Columbus. People always talk about Columbus. Well, Joe Sykes had four and a half sacks against Columbus as well. But, hell, you're playing the same guys. It is what it is. But I wonder when people put their votes in because you get the ballots as far as I know when people were talking about it a couple weeks before the end of the season and going into the final game of the regular season people had already started their ballots and started to make their decisions I mean when I found out about the Arvell Nelson vote this is Sunday before the Atlantic City Baltimore game and in that game Cato Bishop gets a couple sacks now, the votes are already in, and I don't remember thinking about what that voter had in their defensive lineman of the year, but I remember talking about Rookie of the Year, talking about MVP and Arvell Nelson specifically. And then I went on, I had a pregame show to do for radio and ESPN Atlantic City, so I, I jumped up out of there. But that vote was already in. And then all of a sudden, Cato Bishop makes this strong push at the end, so it kind of determines this vote, when did you actually submit your ballot? Did you wait to the end and look at everything? Or were you already ready to get it done and sent it already in? And I think because of that, I think Cato Bishop gets snubbed. I think Joe, Joe Sykes excuse me, gets it again. Even though I think Cato Bishop has an argument to earn it. I mean, the man had, had I think, maybe seven and a half sacks, four or five, maybe six forced fumbles. He had more sacks and more forced fumbles than Joe Sykes did. Joe Sykes did have more tackles for loss. Now, when did you vote? I don't know. But I think Sykes is going to get it because I think people are going to throw their ballot in early. And that late push, nobody really watched. That's that late Utah versus Colorado Pac-12 game that don't nobody really watch when the game of the week goes off on ESPN. That's that 10-30 game with Sean McDonough and them. And I, 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 feel, I feel bad for the man. I think he'll, he'll still be on the All-Arena team. But I think Sykes may have gotten him because of that. That's an asterisk. And if I get that one wrong that maybe people waited, but I feel like knowing how a lot of people do vote, they had already sent that in. Playmaker of the year, kick returner of the year, however you want to call it. I, I think Powell caught you, Mr. Mr. Garrett. I apologize for it. What Joe Powell did as a pure return, this ain't just kick returner of the year. They call it playmaker of the year for the reason. Man had missed field goal returns, picks to the house. He did all stuff, and I, I think Powell's going to get that not, I mean, I think you should be happy um, if you walk away with your rookie of the year not as well, but I think Joe Powell comes home with that hardware as well. As far as coach of the year, I think Benji McDowell gets that. I think they're going to respect what he did with that team. I mean, obviously they were defending champs. People thought they were a fluke. They ran into a, a buzzsaw in Philadelphia last week, but they were the number two seed. They just struggled defensively. Went through some injuries on that side of the ball, especially with their middle guy. But 
I think Benji, you know, for what he did, showing that that wasn't a fluke season, that when he actually gets a full season, he's a formidable coach in this league. He knows how to run a, a franchise. Uh, I respect the things that he does. He's militant. He, he'll tell me, hey, coffee, it's time to get up out of here. You got to get up out of my locker room. You know, I go in there and say what's up for a few, for a few minutes, and that's it. So he, he runs this thing with, with the utmost respect. And, um, I think he'll, he'll earn that this year. And as far as assistant coach of the year, find you, mind you, the players were kind of split up. I heard everybody's name. I heard Benji. I did hear some Keith. Obviously, they're number one seed. It was kind of split between those two. Assistant coach of the year, everybody had a vote. I believe Seth Walker's going to get it. But I heard from the player side of it, Seth Walker. I've heard Moss. I've heard Bo Bell. I've heard Sergio Gilliam. Heard a lot, I heard a lot of different people go across from that. And some people didn't even respond. I mean, you respond what you want to. This ain't mandatory. But from the response I got, like, everybody had one vote. So it's going to be interesting to see. I think Coach Walker deserves it for what they do defensively. Obviously, their defense has been stifling for the last couple of seasons. So, you know, give, give the man his props. <laughs> I mean, what, 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 what more can you say? They gave up the least amount of points in the league. Uh, I, I think he, he, he at least earns that respect. And hopefully they'll see it uh, coming forth as we start to expand because we're going to need some new blood uh, for our coaching staff. But, uh, we're going to take a quick break real quick and come right back. And I'm going to give you my all-arena predictions. Those are my awards predictions. Here's my all-arena predictions. I'm just going to give you the first teams. We'll talk about the second teams quickly. I'm going to run through it. You listen to the Coffee House, SoundCloud, and iTunes. This is Herm Edwards, and you're listening to the Coffee House. All right, you're back on the Coffee House. Thank you for listening. iTunes and SoundCloud presented by 23K Sports Media. Make sure you follow on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at AFL Coffee. All arena quarterbacks, I think it's a given. I think it's going to be Arvell Nelson and Tommy Grady. I don't think there's any much debate about that. Um, it's going to be interesting to see uh, if we could see, you know, like to do the Heisman votes afterwards, how many people voted for who and what. But I think those two guys have been the cream of the crop of the season. Now at fullback, this is a weird one. I think Benson's going to get it at first team. Even though Ferns has been balling numbers-wise, people talk about Rory Nixon's blocking that he's a better blocker, but then in that same token, people have chosen select games. They give you that, Rory, you're getting a little bit of the RVL Nelson treatment, that, that certain games, when you struggle a little bit, people say, well, he's not as good of a blocker. I don't think he blocks as good um, as other people, and, you know, they look at the sacks allowed, and this, this, and that, and uh, somebody's got to get snubbed. There's some good guys out there, and uh, I think in Philly, you, if you play fullback in Philly, it's pretty much guaranteed you're going to be uh, all arena because they're going to give you the ball. So I think Ferns is going to be second team. And between those three guys, the players all mention their names. At center, I think Ryan Cave is going to be the first team center. I, I already talked about it earlier. I think he's going to be uh, lineman of the year. 
second team is a little bit different. And I've heard Ray McNeil's name in there. I heard PK's name. It was kind of split between the players, giving me feedback on who they picked. And it kind of depended also on, you know, what team you're on. You could vote for your own team. K was pretty much the number one vote getter amongst the player. Uh, but I, I <laughs> I'm not catering to the crowd. I'm not giving in to. to uh, I feel like Ray McNeil deserved. I feel like even though his last game, you know, he's kind of throwing in the towel. I, I feel like big play Ray. We'll get the second team now at the center. Now the linemen around him. It's funny. How do you want to vote Mudge? And if you can't vote for your team, I think Mudge is going to get first team. And honestly speaking, I feel like there's going to be some shakeup here. I feel like that third spot, I feel like even though he's my brother, I feel like they're going to snub Mo Ruffles. I don't know why. Don't, 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 don't quote me on that. But don't be surprised if it happens. I'm calling it now. I just don't know which guy it's going to be. Is it going to be Bell from Baltimore or Stax Parker? And I feel like Stax... He's a big, likable guy. He's an athlete as well. He caught a couple touchdowns. I feel like Stacks is starting to get that wrangling respect. Yes, Rich, we use your name like that again. You become a verb. And, he, and, I, and I feel like Stacks is going to get that respect and is going to throw him in his, throw his name in their first team. And, and that's going to put Ruffins back down to second team. And I think the other second team guy... Whoa, whoa likely be Mr. Bell down at uh in Baltimore. Receiver, I think is no brainer. Malachi. Mr. Quinn Sims led the nation in touchdowns. And Darius Prince, he's top three in all receiving categories. Category, excuse me. So I think those are no brainers. I think Lamarck Brown for what he did all-purpose-wise, running and receiving and catching, got his name up there. I think a guy like Antoine Grant deserves some respect. I think he sneaks on there. And here's going to be a tough one. I think it's going to go under the radar because my man got hurt. I feel bad for him. I think because the, 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 the players have mentioned his name. Two players, when I ask players about their three all arena guys, I heard BT's name mentioned. I heard Bill Williams' name mentioned. Uh, Ings. The, I, I, look, I, I wrote down a lot of different people. Joe Hills. It's interesting. I, I, I feel like Mr. Collins is going to be left out. And I hate to say it, BC. I think that third spot is going to be between Joe Hills, whether they respect him or not. And, and Obviously, the, the, the playoff game doesn't count because he, he scored, but it wasn't as impactful as Joe could be. But I think a guy that we forget about is Garrett. I think a lot of people still equate him as a receiver, even though a lot of his big splash plays came with special teams. And I, I feel like, don't get me wrong, I, I feel like Garrett's going to get that. Now, if I'm wrong, these are my guesses here. This is not who I'm picking. I'm guessing who's going to be picked. And just talking to people, these people's names keep coming up. And that leaves Joe Hills out. That leaves a Brandon Collins out. I'm sorry. It's called it like I well, like I'm seeing it. Those are my all arena guys. 
Defensively, one guy that I know I can just go ahead and mark down right now, and the players had unanimous across the board. This was everybody's vote. Even the guys that were teammates to him was like, look, I can't pick nobody else. Was Justin Lawrence at nose guard. Like, I feel like that is what the biggest no-brainer of them all. Um, obviously, I think Bigger Toy in Washington earned some respect this year, especially from other centers and linemen that I've talked to. And even some coaches that mentioned how good he is. I think he gets that nod. At Mac linebacker, I think Dexter gets that pick. And the second team, the players talked to a lot of players pick Dex first team. I've heard Summer's name. I've heard, you know, Jay Rich's name. I, I think Commissioner Gordon gets that. I, I just watched the TV copy. When I watch Washington on TV, Gordon comes up and makes some plays in the run game and even the times where he just kind of feels on the fullback and somebody else cleans up, Alvin Ray comes in and cleans up the tackle for loss or, or a big 94 on the edge makes a play and Bullock and all these guys, they mention Commissioner Gordon and the defense. His name just keeps going out there and getting mentioned out there. And I think because of that, some people are going to vote for him. I wouldn't be surprised if, it's, if you actually look at the votes and he's up there close with Dex to maybe even steal first team. But I think Commissioner Gordon gets that. Jack linebacker, Timo, was pretty much 90% across the board from the players. And the second team, Jack, it's going to be interesting. I mean, Nias Martin made a few flash plays when he actually moved to Jack, had a couple picks. Um, I think he could be up there. Alvin Ray Jackson is just Alvin Ray Jackson. I don't think. I'm bad that LJ didn't play the full season, but I think Alvin Ray will solidify himself as the legend that he is and be the second team, Jack. Now, the two DNs. Or Sykes and Cato Bishop. However you want to vote him in. One or two. But after that, it gets real interesting. Because Sean Daniels has got a reputation in Philly. And even though him and Stacks Parker go at it and they have their little beefs or whatever, Sean Sean has made some plays. I, I think Mr. Hayes is very underrated. And I know at least one person that did vote for Hayes. And I think I think Mr. Robert Hayes is going to get some love and sneak in on the second team. And on that same note, I feel like Henderson from 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 uh, from Washington is a guy that people underrate and don't really mention because he just doesn't look like a DN. He doesn't look like Joe Sykes. He's not six six. He looks like a nose guard. Looks like Booger McFarlane. You know what I'm saying? Casey Hampton. That's, that's how the dude was built. But he got some hands. And he can turn that edge from that three technique. I like the big boy's effort. But for that second team in, I, 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 I feel like they're going to go with, with Daniels again. I mean, he was first team before with the Soul One Championship. I think Sean Daniels is going to get the nod with Hayes. Now, DBs, the first three DBs, as much as my boy is going to be upset about it, are pretty much set for Masoni, James Romain, and Joseph A. Powell. Masoni made a big splash that last week of the regular season with the interception and the kick return. I think it's a no-brainer. And behind him, It's going to be interesting. This is the one I really want to look at. <laughs> I feel like Cheatham. 
Cheatham Neuros is going to sneak on there, man, with that one big game at the end of the season, and he come up with another one in the playoffs. I feel like Cheat has snuck his way to a second-team all-arena vote. You say what you want about him. All right, keep playing. <laughs> keep laughing. These, I'll tell you how they vote now. I think shut down Hollis. Hollis Island is up there. He got, got him a good amount of picks. And obviously, the boy who I feel had an argument until the last game of the season, but he didn't play the final game, Josh Victoria. He'll get that final nine. No offense to Keontae Northerton, to Marvin Skip Ross, Homer. There's a lot of guys out there that made some plays this season. But I felt like it was just one spot to give up. I thought Vic and Hollis were pretty much locks to be on there, you know, right on the doorstep of first team. And, and I think this just the spur of the moment in that final game and the way Albany's looked in the final three weeks. Listen, since that four-game skid when Albany struggled, but they lost a couple games, one, another couple games they should have lost. After that final, final loss to Philadelphia, they haven't been close to anybody since then. They 30-pointed everybody. Man, it was Columbus. And they played Philly for a half. And then they blew out Baltimore. All right, well, these games ain't been close. Wait to see them in a close game. And that probably ain't going to happen until uh, next Sunday in Times Junior Arena in the Arena Bowl. So, uh, they're rolling right now. And I think because of it, you know, between him and Homer, you know, there's some guys up there that uh, that made some plays this year. I feel like they're going to sneak somebody on that all arena list because Albany's a pretty, pretty good defensive team as a unit because of the person they can put on up front. And you see with the boy, not even Joe Sykes, you see what Fritz did with three sacks in open round of playoff. Kicker Mark Lewis, Zerino, kick returners, Joe Powell, and Guerrero. Fabian, how you say your last name? Man? I've heard Guerrero, Guerra, Guillermo. I've heard everything. But, you know, hit me up. Tell me phonetically how to say your last, say your last name, man. But there it is. Those are my predictions. I wrote them all down. I got them. I'm going to check it. I feel like I'm going to be about 90%. We look a fan in 30 minutes show. That's it. Perfect. That's it. That's what I predict. I mentioned who the players are throwing out there, some names. Hey, you got your respect. If you want to call me and ask me, did your name show up? Did anybody vote for you from the player side of it? It is what it is. If y'all want to do a player rankings, I'll send them out. You give me your top 10 players in the league. Just top 10. Overall, any position, regardless, just rank top 10 players overall in the league. And then whoever's got votes, if you got a number one vote, that's 10 points. And we'll work it all the way down, count up the points, and the number one vote getters, number one player in the league. That's how the NFL does it. I'm, I'm at NFL films. I've seen the balance. I've seen them do it at the Super Bowl. They call the players in because after they called them in for that vote, we try to get them on our show with Baldy and Jones. So I know how they vote. So when that player's top 100 comes out, Odell Beckham's ranked 27. Those are the players. Just here are my top 10. And a couple people may have had him in the top 10, but not enough to get you up in the, you know, number one, number two, three area. There it is. So, it's the Coffee House. Dead. I know it's going to be a lot of fun. Look, my phone, I got to charge it right now because I know it's about to blow up. And I'm going to be up all night responding to DMs and text messages and tweets and Facebooks and Instagram comments because they going at my neck. But I didn't say it. I didn't vote. I don't have a vote. I'm predicting what they will vote. And tomorrow, you'll see if I'm right or not. I'm betting right now. I'm going to be 85% right. I'll be, no, I'm, you know, forget 85%. 
I, I want an A. I want an A. I'm 90%. I'm going for 90%. I got my vote. I'm going for 90% accuracy on. Alright? 90% accuracy. If I ain't if I ain't 80% accurate, I'm buying somebody lunch. You you name it, lunch on me. 90% then I won. This is Coffee House. Jordan Kelsey, I love y'all.